0: This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Dowling. Our guest this week is North Dakota U.S. Senator John Hovind. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance industry provides individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with U.S. Senator John Hovind. next. America's crop insurance industry is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. The National Crop Insurance Services provide individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. Following an exhaustive hearing on new farm policy last week in Washington, Senator John Hovind says the farm voice is clear in support of risk management, research, and access to capital in a new farm bill. Surrounding that debate, Hoban says his state and their neighbors are experiencing a severe drought. And while government programs are helping, they're not enough.
1: Some of the federal programs help. We've done uh, work to get the CRP acres open. You know, we've uh, gotten permission to to go out and hay and graze in contiguous counties. Matter of fact, our whole state now is open uh, for that. Uh, We're working through uh, ELAP to get, you know, some assistance for uh, hauling hay and and getting water uh, for livestock. So we're taking those kind of steps. You've got the Livestock Forage Program as well that provides uh, some payment uh, on a per head basis for livestock forage and feed. But the reality is, you know, those things help some, but they, you know, really don't offset the effects of a, of a sort of drought like we have.
0: Are there enough insurance company adjusters That is is there enough FSA staff to facilitate the programs that are available for producers there?
1: Well, we've taken those steps, too, and we've included uh, efforts both through the Agapropos Committee and working with uh, Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue uh, to get additional people out on the ground, uh, both FSA folks as well as, um, you know, push on uh, crop adjusters so that, uh, you know, those ranchers can – get into some of those crops that aren't going to make it, and cut them or graze them uh, for feed.
0: Senator, is there an urgency on the Agriculture Committee to get Sunny Perdue some help down at the Department of Agriculture?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, really trying to put a push on both in terms of getting nominees in those slots and then uh, getting them approved. No question we're trying to put a real push behind it and, and get those slots filled.
0: Thoughts on Steve Sinsky as perhaps the Deputy Secretary of Agriculture at USDA?
1: Yeah, generally uh, good. I, I think uh, you know I know Sonny Perdue very well. We served together as uh, governor, uh, governors for what, about eight years, and so he, you know he's solid, and the, and the team that he's building is solid and, and going to be very responsive.
0: Do you have an opinion on Sam Clovis, uh, particularly as an Undersecretary for Research, uh, Education, and Economics? Uh, Miss Stabenow and some others have raised some flags that uh, a scientist should hold that post.
1: Well, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion, and, and he'll go through the hearing process, but I think he'll get a favorable reception.
0: Okay, and the Secretary of Agriculture talking about eliminating an Undersecretary for Rural Development but adding an Undersecretary for Trade.
1: Well, good on adding the Undersecretary for Trade. As you know, that was in the Farm Bill, and, and of course, Secretary Purdue is stepping up and filling that. Um, as far as the Secretary for Rural Development, uh, in our Ag Appropriations Committee, we, we funded that position, so we want to see that under Secretary for Rural Development continue as part of an emphasis on the importance of rural development.
0: How important is spending going to be in developing this new Farm Bill?
1: Well, it's it's going to be a challenge, you know, just because of the budgetary pressures here, uh, you know, in uh, Washington and and on behalf of our nation. Uh, so there's no question it's going to be a funding challenge, but. We've got a really strong case to make. Um, in in the last farm bill, we saved 23 billion dollars. If you score that over 10 years, that's more than 100 billion dollars in savings. And so, we, you know, Ag's already stepped up and and helped in terms of savings as far as uh, you know the, the uh, debt and deficit. And you know, we face some a real tough time in agriculture now, not only because of low prices and drought, but also some of the challenges with trade. So I think there has to be a recognition, you know, that good farm policy benefits every single American every single day because of the highest quality, lowest cost food supply in the world. Supports 16 million jobs. We have a favorable balance of trade. Um, I, I think when you put those things together, we really have a strong case to make. But, you know, it, it, it'll still be a challenge, no doubt.
0: President Trump's budget would take money away from Title I, would take money away from crop insurance and others. The House bill uh, down $10 billion uh, after some other proposals had been to $70 billion. How does that fly in comparison to the approves bill that's been put together in, in the Senate?
1: In the Senate, we stay very close to FY17. I mean, we're within, um, you know, about 1.5% of uh, the current year's Funding level. And, you know, I, I think that we can hold that. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll have to conference with the House, but we passed ours through the full Senate um Committee in good order.
0: When we think about the cotton and dairy programs, whether it's the Senate Ag Committee or the House Ag Committee, there's been talk that there needs to be more money for both of those areas of agriculture. Can you accomplish that without making a bigger pie, or do you have to divide up more to help those two commodities?
1: Well, actually, the way some of the work that is being done in, in terms of cotton seed uh, actually frees up some um, basis uh, under the uh, Farm Bill. So I, I think there are some things we can do within the existing structure, uh, and, and that was kind of the compromise that was reached between cotton and dairy.
0: But does money have to come away from Title I, from other commodities, to satisfy the need there?
1: No, because we had baseline, and there was allocation for cotton that wasn't being used. Some of their farmers weren't using that allocation, and I think they'll use it for cotton seed. Um, and so, I, no, I don't think it will take away from other crops.
0: An extensive hearing on the Senate Ag Committee, and you heard from a lot of uh, uh, agriculture representatives about what they were looking for in the Farm Bill. Any consensus that that came from the, the 17 uh, different individuals that testified?
1: Well, Kind of what you'd expect in that crop insurance is incredibly important. It's really gotten to be our farmers and ranchers' number one risk management tool. So we need to maintain strong support for crop insurance. Uh, and then also in terms of the Farm Bill, the countercyclical safety net, ARC, and PLC. And I think keeping that basic safety net in place and seeing if there are ways to build on it and improve it, but not recreate uh, the wheel. Um, other areas, of course, of importance are access to capital. We talked about FSA and increasing the loan guarantee, uh, as well as the direct loan under FSA. So because it just costs more, costs are going up uh, in agriculture. Uh, strong support for ag research because of the incredible impact that ag research is having for farmers and ranchers so uh trade so some of the things that you would would fully expect were were outlined as the priorities for the farm bill
0: senator roberts has coined the phrase uh, a rough patch and certainly farm income is down over the past several years and certainly even challenged yet this year can the arc program be uh, a successful tool for risk management uh, especially using the olympic average or must it be adjusted
1: I think we have to find a way to adjust it. Uh, I think that's what we've seen over this five-year stretch. It shows it's good that we kept PLC. You know, there were some wanting to go just to ARC. Uh, but shows the importance of having options. But I I, I do think we need to make some adjustment on on the five-year Olympic average approach.
0: On crop insurance, I'm not sure the challenge will come inside the committee, but there are those outside the committee in both chambers that would like to put a means test on crop insurance, that would like to take away the harvest price option. Is now the time uh, and is there the political will to go in and, and revamp and make major change to crop insurance?
1: No, I mean, there are folks that want to do that, but we have to continue to make the case and win on the case that you need everybody buying crop insurance because that's how you spread the risk and keep the cost down. And so if you take your strongest uh, producers out and, you know, uh, you kind of not only increase the risk in the uh, pool, but you also increase the cost for everyone. So, uh, you know, we have to continue to make that case so people understand why, why, you know, P- pushing those people out of the program is counterproductive for everybody and actually increases the cost of the program.
0: Conservation Reserve uh, acres right now, again, uh, hopefully helping your producers through this tough spot. But the CRP has drawn some attention here as we're working up to markup. Some would suggest it needs to be a shorter program, as Senator Thune has proposed. Others are talking about the rates that Washington pays. What changes do you see are needed for, for CRP? And, and, and what about more of a targeting program than an overall reserve?
1: It's a really important uh, program, um, and so it is going to be a priority in the farm bill. We want to make sure that it's farmer-friendly, so that it works for uh, farmers uh, as well as you know it creates great opportunities for sportsmen and wildlife and so on and so forth. Um, you know, certainly Senator Thune's put forward an interesting idea going five years instead of ten. We can look at that. The question is, you know, in terms of we're only going to have so many resources for that program, and so then, you know, we'll have to make a decision on behalf of farmers whether they want to have uh, the full amount of money going into the 10-year CRP program as, as we've typically had it or whether they'd want some of those monies going into a shorter five-year uh, approach as well.
0: The House Freedom Caucus has had plenty of discussion about the nutrition program and wanting to raise the work standard, uh, perhaps taking money away from SNAP. Will that fly on the Senate Ag Committee? Will that fly in the upper chamber?
1: I think what you'll see in SNAP is continued effort to have to make sure that people that, that need food assistance get it, um, but that you also have good accountability and that the states have you know incentives and, and, and the right. Uh, accountability in administering the program. And so I, I think that's the approach you'll see.
0: Chairman Conway has talked about, yes, tightening the work requirements, but also taking those savings and developing some sort of a program to help people, A, look for work, or B, look for jobs that might have higher pay.
1: That's part of the accountability that I'm talking about. In other words, making sure you meet the need, but having a program that, that is accountable and that does create threat incentives.
0: Do you think there is an impetus inside the Senate Ag Committee to split farm and nutrition?
1: Um, you know, there's some that always advocate that, but I don't. I don't think it works. I think you need to keep it together as part of building the coalition to pass a farm uh, farm bill.
0: All right. Next month, it looks as though there will begin discussions on renegotiating the North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, are there hopes, or there is there an anxiety that you would have about opening up that 20-plus year deal?
1: Well, my concern is that we make sure that it works well for agriculture. So if we're going to go in there and do a, renegoti- a renegotiation of some portions of it, uh, I just want to make sure because, you know, we're, we're such a big ag exporter. It's so important to us, in Canada and Mexico are both uh, very important markets that any changes that are made are good for agriculture.
0: We were hopeful that there would be a deal on sugar, and there is. Were you satisfied with that, uh, knowing you have so many sugar producers in your state?
1: Yeah, ultimately I think it works. I mean... I rely on uh, the sugar producers to tell me whether they think it can work for them, and they put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, Didn't get everything they wanted, obviously, but in the end they feel it'll work.
0: The president has talked about their trading relationship with Cuba and appears to be perhaps considering unwinding some of the things that the previous administration had put in place to encourage trade. How do we deal with Cuba, and does the embargo come up?
1: Well, I think the key there is we do want to expand ag trade uh, with Cuba, no question about it. But at the same time, we have to keep diplomatic pressure on for them to change their ways when it comes to human rights. So we have to do both.
0: Into the president, uh, an initiative toward investment in infrastructure, even developing a council with regard to infrastructure. Uh, how, would, how would North Dakota benefit from that? Why does the U.S. need now, uh, or do we need now, to invest a trillion dollars in infrastructure?
1: No question about it. I I think there's strong support on a bipartisan basis to do something on infrastructure. The key is how do you do it, how do you pay for it. That's always the challenge. And so one of the things that I think could work is as we get into tax reform, we are going to go to uh, a territorial system on our our, uh, international uh, taxes, and that means we're going to have repatriation where you're going to have uh, companies bringing back uh, revenue, you know, money they've earned overseas bringing it back to the United States. And as they bring that capital back, uh, that will generate revenue, which I think could be, so they do it without raising taxes. It's actually because you lower tax rates on income earned overseas. They'll bring that capital back. Um, and so that actually creates an opportunity, I think, to uh, fund a good infrastructure package as part of Tax reform and also a way to, to hopefully draw our colleagues from across the aisle into the equation and do something on a bipartisan basis.
0: What about the idea of the public private partnership on many of these infrastructure tasks?
1: No question, that's important. Senator Ron Wyden uh, from Oregon and myself have put forward a bill called Move America that does just that it provides uh, investment tax credit uh, to, uh, as well as tax exempt financing. Uh, to help create these public-private partnerships to draw private capital into the equation as part of that trillion-dollar infrastructure package we talked about and, and leverage the public investment. And so that's an idea that, that can create up to $226 billion in private uh, capital coming in as part of that infrastructure package.
0: But can rural areas find the same interest among private industry or private enterprise as you might have in more populous areas?
1: No, I definitely think so, because they can use the investment tax credit like equity, which helps reduce the uh, overall cost of their projects. So absolutely.
0: And then I guess to a bigger picture overall, it looks as though health care and tax reform uh, are still on the want list. Uh, what do you hope from uh, this round of Congress before the August break and, and then after the August break? There, it, there appears to be a lot of heavy lifting for us.
1: Well, that's it, and, and I'm always careful about putting timelines on these uh, you know, big policy issues. The, the important thing is we figure out how to get it done right. So you know, we need to address health care reform. That's going to be a process, not one bill. Uh, It's going to take a number of steps, and it's going to have to be bipartisan. Um, And and the same uh, with tax reform. Um, You know, I just talked a little bit about I I see real opportunity in tax reform, and, and I certainly hope that that's something we get done before the end of the year.
0: Is there time for individual appropriation bills, or do you see a big omnibus at the end of the year?
1: You know, the reality is we're probably looking at an omnibus or, uh, you know, moving some of the bills together with an omnibus just based on the timeline and the workload. Obviously, I'd like to go through regular order and get them all across the the, uh, Senate floor. I think that's going to be a challenge.
0: Senator Hoven, I want to thank you very much for spending time with us on this edition of Open Mic. Sir, it is an open mic, and you have an open forum.
1: Well, it's just that, uh, again, I think the message has to be whether it's here in Washington D.C. or anywhere else in the country, that people need to understand that, that because of our farmers and ranchers, we, you know, every single American benefits every single day in the lowest cost, highest quality food supply. Uh, not just in the world, the history of the world. So, I, I just uh, say that because as we work on farm policy, Americans uh, across the board have to understand it it benefits them directly every single day.
0: AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance industry is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Alley.